It was two weeks ago here at church and a while after this service had finished. Coffee hour was drawing to a close. Most folks had taken off and it was then that I realized that I did not know where my son Sam was. And come to think of it, actually none of us had seen him in quite a while. And now I love that our kids can roam and play and explore largely on their own terms here in this beautiful corner of God's good earth. I, first, I felt grateful for how safe the church campus is. I was not worried. It's just that it was time to go. And eventually he turned up, of course, and we went on with our day. It was at dinner that evening that we learned more. We were taking turns sharing highs and lows from our day, and Sam was eager to go first. And he's given me permission to share this with you all. There at the table, he gleefully announced that the best part of his day had been that he got to spend time in his happy place. Oh, really? I responded. And where is that? He responded very matter-of-factly that his happy place is sitting as far up in that fig tree as he can manage to climb, eating figs. And apparently he had been there for a good long time by himself, just sitting and eating all the figs that he could reach. And it sounded pretty fantastic. And even more than this great spot that he'd found, I loved hearing how readily this six-year-old could be, um, be pulled to step away, to climb up and sit. It sounded to me an awful lot like our first reading this Sunday from the Song of Solomon. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. This is how the writer starts. And then they they point us out towards the beauty that is all around. We see love bounding as a gazelle or a stag, leaping over mountains and into the garden. Blossoms are emerging, birds are singing, fruit is hanging heavy. And then again comes the invitation. Arise, my love, and come away. The Song of Solomon is, at its core, a love song or a love poem. It celebrates this beauty and wonder that we can encounter with another person as we're drawn out beyond ourselves into that connection. And that is good, and God is to be found there. And I think this song is about so much more. It's rooted in in heart and body, not just the mind. The song doesn't dwell on ideas, but instead steers us to pay attention to that which we can touch and smell, taste and see 
The writer understands the importance of our bodies and pulls us into this delightful way of being incarnate as we encounter the world. And even more than that, the the writer wants to help change the range, what's in range for our senses. Arise, my love, and come away. Can you hear God calling to you like this? Inviting you out into the beauty, into the feasting, into this party for your whole being. That's what strikes me this morning. This, this almost spunky nudge to go climb a fig tree, to taste and see. God is calling us away from the grind. Pulling us into creation, leading us into love. Yes, of course, we're, we're sent out into the great labor of faith to feeding the hungry and welcoming the refugees. Yes, all of that. But it can never be just that hard work. There is rest, too. Beauty and feasting and time apart. And And then there's this one little stumbling block in the song. That that slight problem where the writer calls out that winter is over and past. And while these triple-digit days that we've been seeing maybe support that claim, the long, slow trudge of COVID and wildfires and all the rest seem to insist otherwise. Still, we bundle ourselves with precaution. Still, we're wearied by conditions so far beyond our control. Still, the winds change and bury our plans. The winter is not over, not by a long shot. But maybe this song matters more than ever. Now, while the winter is still here, ash still falling Uncertainty still thick as smoke. That sweet call is unstoppable. It keeps wafting in. Arise, my love, and come away. Could we let this winter be paused for a moment? For an hour? Could we find relief and delight and rest right now in the midst of it? As I've talked with folks in recent months, whether here at church or parents at my kids' school or clergy colleagues, really anywhere, everywhere, my growing sense is that for many, many people, this pausing is super difficult to do. There is so much that demands our attention, and so much of it was due last week or last month, even, that it makes life into this this sprint relay, but with marathon distances and with us running all of the legs. It doesn't work. It can't last, and it's not what God wants for you. 
And what I'm hearing from a lot of folks is that it's been like this for so long that it's hard to remember how to live another way. Hard to believe that this could be a real option. And still, the call comes, inviting you to step away, to take a breath, to let the beauty and joy wash over you. Could it be for 10 minutes, for half a day, just to start to remember? And where is it anyway that you are restored to delight? Where is your fig tree, your happy place? God wants this for you, beckons you to come there again and more often. And it can take any shape you want, wherever your away is. Out on trails or walking the labyrinth, kicking back on a friend's porch or jumping onto FaceTime with grandkids, tucking into spoils from your favorite bakery. This practice of settling into beauty with our whole being in our bodies It is good and holy and necessary. This kind of time away is rooted in love, which is God. And it comes in order that we may love. That's the point, I think, and maybe why the listener here is named that way in this song. Your epithet is love. Each of you, all of you, you are beloved of God. And this space, this time away, it restores you to the love that you are. God calls to us again. Listen. Arise, my love, and come away.